Welcome to FETV episode 10. Uh, glad to be back here in the studio for uh, our 10th episode. Unbelievable, we've gone 10 weeks. People still nine. listen to us. Is that 9? No, no, it's 10. No, it's 10. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. Welcome uh, to Fanboy TV 10th st- episode. <laughs> it's the 10th one we've done. <laughs> so, we've got a special guest here tonight, Graham Kelly. Graham, great to have you. Thanks, lads. Uh, plenty of uh, good questions coming on our Instagram for you. Yeah. Brave man coming in here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he bought a shin pad. Good thing or a bad a, thing, but anyway. What about Graham? He's a League of Ireland referee, very successful one as well. And we want to get uh, his opinions on being a referee in Ireland. We've had referees on the show in the past. They've been good insight. We've never really taken their insight, but it's good to know. What referees have we had on the show? Well, not in this one, but on Fans Voice TV. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had Keith Calnan and Eddie McNally. Were you and the main men? Friends of yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so give us a little bit of back, background there, Graham. How did you get into refereeing? Got into refereeing, um, started back in 2000 with absolutely no interest of becoming a referee whatsoever. My father obviously watched him growing up as a referee, uh, both in the League of Ireland and um, European matches. And Pat, Pat probably refs for, like, since how long? Do he started, again, he started at a young age. He started, I'd say he was 19 or 20 okay. when he started as well, like, you know. So, uh, my grandfather actually as well, his really? father. Yeah, yeah, so third oh, generation referee. Class. Yeah, so, because... Um, uh, it's like a family business, I suppose, at this stage, <laughs> you know. So how old were you, sorry, in 2000? I was uh, just turned 22, really? and I'd just come home from holidays with the lads, and I'd been playing with Avondale United, actually, who had pulled out of the league the season before. I was out in Coachford. Uh, that last season was the last season I played. Um, I played out in Coachford through a few lads that I knew from Blackrock. Yeah, so the holidays, uh, came back from holidays, and, and my father said, look, there's a pre-season tournament out in, out in Coachford, funnily enough. And Alan's refereeing out there. Would you go down the line? And I said, geez, no interest. No, <laughs> no, forget about it. No interest whatsoever. So um, eventually they coaxed me into it. And I went out there. Yeah, I suppose that S- night went well. fell off within 10 minutes. No, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. Nothing like that. But I, I, I must say I enjoyed it. Got a couple of offside decisions, decisions correct. Uh, I'd like to think anyway. Um, you know about that. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of the lads I don't think agreed with me, but um, no, it was it was as I said. I, I I'd watched my dad growing up. I'd seen Alan for a couple of years. I wasn't going to continue playing, so I wanted to stay fit. I wanted to stay active. So uh, it kind of went from there, really. Schoolboys football did a beginners course. Schoolboys football for a couple of years. Got selected for the FAI School of Excellence in two thousand and one, which is for young referees, basically. Uh, Eddie McNally would have been part of that now as well. Once we went through the School of Excellence, it's you know it's like you're you're bitten by a bug. You know okay. it's you know all of a sudden you're this is what I want. This is the career path for me now. I'm young. Uh, it's it's getting to be a younger man's game. You know refereeing. It's 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 becoming younger and younger. Younger lads are getting involved in it because they can see the career opportunities. What what kind is involved in the School of Excellence? What you... again? One of the first things that stood out to to, to me was. Um, Fitness, fitness of these referees, yeah. you know, it was, you know, you had this vision as a referee when you were younger, like, you know, if you weren't involved in a referee, if you, if you know, like I saw my father, he was always fit, but you had this vision like that referees were kind of, they might be overweight, they might be, they might be fit, you know, struggling to keep up with play. So that was one of the first things to me straight away was the, 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 the fitness side of it and what was expected of you, you know, like we were young, we were 21, 22 years of age and. Uh, back then, your your fitness requirement was uh, two thousand eight hundred meters. It was called a Cooper test, and we rolled up uh, to the track in Alsa in Dublin. This is where we used to take the, the, where the fitness tests used to take place. And the first time we did it, you know, I think we did two thousand five hundred meters, and we were all kind of patting each other on the back, like you know, this is great, like two thousand five hundred. You know, that's that's a good start. You know, we yeah. were basically told in no uncertain yeah. terms yeah. after that. Yeah. Where are you going with your 2,500 yeah, yeah. yeah. metres, lads? You're young fellas. Who won between you and Eddie in that race? Um, <laughs> I'd say, I, I, think, I think it was a draw, to be fair. Yeah, we, yeah. we made sure we got each other. We made sure we got off the fence. <laughs> we made sure we got each other around the track that day. But you had lads like... How many were on the course? There was... I, the f- that was the second series of the School of Excellence. Um, there was... Roughly... 32 yeah 
you know, from all over the country. All young and all, all in, in Dublin. In, yeah, from yeah. all over the country. You so know? just on it now, how, how are you going to promote refereeing in Ireland? Because there is a crisis at the moment, I suppose, um, of referees. And just speaking on it with the like coaching badges, I was actually uh, talking to a guy tonight, he made a good point. You know, even around Cork, just in a local place, you know, you know that coach, oh, he's an up-and-coming coach, he's on his uh, B licence or he's on his A licence or something like that. You never hear, oh, oh your man's on his referee licence kind of thing. That's that's not talked about, so... Yeah, um, again, it, the FAI have a programme out there where they, they run beginner's courses constantly, you know, around the country. It's normally headed up by, by Eddie Foley uh, from, from a monster point of view, you know. I suppose it's it's tough, you know, people used to ask me, oh, why do you do it, how do you do it? It was a bit different for me because I came from a family of them. But again, looking at looking at what can be achieved in the game, it's about promoting that side of it, you know. If, if you enjoy being involved in the game of football, you know, you see ex-players turning to refereeing now, you know. I see more and more ex-players turning to it because, you know, it's of interest, it's of interest to them. Obviously, a lot of people are put off by the abuse, you know, the verbal abuse, you know, in cases, the physical abuse, you know. Yeah. And obviously mentalities have to change in relation to, to, to referees to promote it and, and to keep referees. We see it every week, you know. I think there was a, a stat there recently. We've, we've lost 20 referees in Cork in the last 12 months again, you know. Yeah. Um, for every five you might gain, you might lose 10, you know, and that can't go on either. So is there is there a crisis that you were saying the crisis with refs is well, there in numbers uh, kind of uh, yeah as you said like they lost the, twenty the refs you know they're they're struggling for games at the weekend something like there's a game, thing no much you need that they Sunday have mornings. to put them Sunday morning so you have to change your home fixture because there's no refs and I imagine coming up the line then as well as you said promoting the refereeing like I suppose your brother Alan is a massive beacon that they, that they yeah. could use as well absolutely you know? is it something that they can look at like I've never seen like we know him personally they zoom so well but does everyone else like you know again like you, you see younger lads I mean there are younger guys coming in and there there are younger guys starting off now um, we've got a, a lad there Kevin Kevin O'Sullivan yeah, I mean Kevin, Kevin Kevin's refereeing yeah, yeah. since he's 16 years of age yeah. you know so he got in young and he's seeing the benefits of that now he's, he's on the League of Ireland panel you know still at the age of 24 you know so he's got a massive massive future. career ahead of him and a huge potential you know and there's huge opportunities in it as well I mean it's a chance for you to go to well, like the World Cup or something like yeah, that yeah Alan is full time referee isn't he in, he's full time yeah. in the MLS yeah. uh, since he went to America so like would he have ever thought that that was possible no wonder, like, yeah, absolutely not if you asked him absolutely yeah. not no way did he get ref of the year one of the years over there twice I think twice? three times three times three times three times yeah three times and he's he's refereed the MLS Cup final twice since he's been there so again never would he have expected when he moved to America that time that it that would happen so quick, you know. It's brilliant with you know your family as well, your yes. father, your grandfather. For yeah. him to be a full time ref is amazing, yeah. isn't it? Like, Something that <laughs> again, when 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 he started out, like Alan, when he was slightly different to me. Alan, Alan had when when my father retired in nineteen ninety six. Alan was kind of right. I want to kind of take it on from here. Alan, you know, he was a good player. He was a good player. He he finished when he was I think nineteen. So he started he started out quite young. Who did he play with? Alan played with um, Avondale, uh, Ringman, Tremor, okay. and played with Cork City Reserves. Yeah, I back think in I the time when Damien actually, Richardson, yeah. I think, was yeah. was manager as well. Like, so, so yeah, he but he wanted to he wanted to kick on refereeing was something that he had obviously been looking at, you know, and he got in at a time I, I think as well when you know he was he would have been very young, you know, even even when he came onto the League of Ireland panel, he would have been quite young. You know, he would have been the youngest, I'd say, at the time. And, uh, but he grabbed his opportunity and, you know, he did his first cup final in 2003. He was still in his 20s. Gee, you yeah, know, so. We'll head to a couple of questions on Instagram. A couple of difficult ones you'll be well able for him. <laughs> Lovely. Here uh, we go, Rob. One, we'll start with, I suppose, what were the Fan Voice TV crew like to ref? <laughs> well, don't think straight at Daz anyway. There. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever refereed Darren. Actually, I don't That's think. You're lucky man. I don't yeah, think yeah. so. <laughs> um, Neil, pleasure. John, pleasure. Rob, 
absolutely pleasure no problem with any of them be honest with you you know <laughs> I guess get off one, 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 or, one or two yeah, listen you're always going to get a couple of you know our ref our ref but that's that's you know yeah. that's part and parcel of it like, and know. I think that's what we're speaking about the attitude because I had an awful attitude towards refs when I was growing up with, uh, again I don't know where it came from but it probably affected my career in a way because I was just totally, totally against some um, distracted you yeah, when you were playing, like, and yeah, I got I got a lot of red cards, which would have cost me games that mm. you know being important games playing in, and kind of I didn't really sort it out till I kind of went to England. There was a kind of bit of discipline. There was no discipline around it, you know. It was more encouraged by the managers here. You know, they didn't really mm. come to me after a game and say you can't speak to ref like that. And that's something that I would say to my players now because it would. Like what did they say in England when you went there? Did they say that? So well, they gave me a two-week fine on the first red card. So. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> that, that was the first. But no, he pulled me aside and he said, "Like, right, fair enough. Like, you're hard in the tackle or whatever. Don't speak to the ref like that. Like, you know, it's you're you're out now for. Uh, I got like a, I think it was yeah, two yellows. <clears throat> so it was over only one game. But he was like, you're missing a game there for us. Like, that could cost you your career. Like, and I kind of thought about it then. And I was like, right, you know, don't get sent off again. And I actually had a good record from then on. And even now as well, I would. But I was awful in early. Even your own brother there, the story, I got a seven-game ban for <laughs> something I said to Alan, which was stupid altogether. I think I said it get him in town or something after well back then that was that was gospel that was gospel back then nowadays I'd take out a pinch of salt I know I apologise or I get, get your brother 20 years yeah, later Gavin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just so we think back of now it's something stupid like and it's something for younger players I see younger players now you know giving out to refs and even in the months of senior league and I'm like just get on with the game like, do you think that when when your fixture comes out in the months of senior league you automatically have fellas saying, oh, we have this ref Saturday, he's going to rob us, or yeah. he's useless. That's, like, and then immediately, the first decision that goes against you, that's in your head. Why are you looking at Graham? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, but it, would, that happens yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Do you hear people and they're like, oh, I can't believe we have him now. Like, League of Ireland yeah. as well, they would it's, be similar. Like, any, any decision goes against you then, you're going to lose your yeah. head, like, yeah. completely. They'd actually do then, in England, they profile refs. A lot of teams would. They'd be like, right, this guy likes you kind of to be nice to him or give him a t- pat, t- pat on the shoulder. It's always a captain that kind of does it, you know, kind of trying to control the ref. And this guy likes to be shouted at, which is kind of weird, but like they kind of react to that kind of way. And there is, there's a, there's a massive profile in it because it said it could be one decision that could win you a game. And it's, it's a little look at, uh, what's it, is it Belisa, is it the, the Leeds manager? It's getting, getting, uh, getting spies. They go into that detail with referees as well. So, it's something to like. It could affect a game, like. But in your opinion, like, do you do you think the referees influence that much in a game? No. Again, you you, you touched on things there, like you know you're looking at the referee and 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 you know he we have him this weekend and like referees. I mean, we we go out there to referee a game as we see it. You know, I mean you see these things on television and look at the angles they have five different camera angles they replay it so many times you get that one that split second to make that decision you know you get it wrong sometimes but I like to think most of the times you get it right mm-hmm. um, going back on, on, on you know dealing with players dealing with managers one thing my father it's the one thing that always sticks out when 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 he used to speak at, at to, to, to younger referees at beginners courses like respect respect players respect managers and you learn that respect back talk to players like the days of the the days of the the sergeant major referee as we call them or the the, the principal referee you know talking down to players and shouting at players and managers yeah. and stuff you know they're they're gone you know you you'll never gain respect by by doing that like you go out you talk to players you might explain a decision you might get a decision wrong and you might turn around to a player after and say look got that one wrong yeah. you move on and, and sure players, will, respect, Finney, it, players will, yeah. will respect that and it makes it easier for you to manage the game in that situation as well the fact that you're able to talk to these guys and they can see it from your side as well you know and that, that'll gain respect from players and managers alike well, I think we spoke about that before and it was one of my pet hates that if I ask the ref a question you just get ignored that just drives me mental so as you said just talk to a player or you know put your hand, put your hands up if you did make a mistake or admit it or tell him get on with it or whatever but it's just that interaction yeah. and then you say fair enough you know you yeah. might give me a rollicking but then I can also give a bit back to you and that's you know a small bit 
of kind of relationship yeah kind of, humanity yeah. there where yeah. if I'm trying to say something to you and you're ignoring me that's just one of the yeah. things that's kind of and just something on that so obviously if the referee's courses and, and is there something built into it that you know it's a massive personality you have to have a good personality to be a ref I think and as you spoke about you have to be able to speak to managers and players like there's a lot of referees out there and you're probably saying yourself you know you're you're going to get shouted at it's going to happen people shouting football all the time but it's just being able to kind of you know brush it off or say like ah come on go away that was never a free or you know kind of take it in that kind of way and that kind of banter and sometimes it goes into a bit abusive from players and that that needs to be improved on massively but absolutely again you know you could take the whole ah ref come on man you know you you can take that and and you'll give a bit back to the player that way and that's that's just on the field that's all part and parcel of it um, there's obviously a duty um, from managers from the line you know from the technical area um, to behave as well in a responsible manner at the end of the day they're there to coach the team they're not there to, to tell a referee how to do his job you know um, no, ref- but like if you're on if you're on a, a referee's coaching course is there a specific um, topic built into the course that teaches the referees to be like you know Lads, this is how you deal with a situation. You speak to to the player yeah, or you absolutely. speak to the manager. Yeah. This is the way how you speak to them. This is how you answer a question. This is, you know, like... Because as you said, some referees will just tell you to F off or some referees will just go, don't talk to me, talk to the hand. Some referees will just ignore you and stuff like that. No, that's not every referee, all, obviously. That's but as individual. It's like saying every player has to side for the ball. Like every referee is going to be individual. That is how you react. Then it's your personality that comes yeah. into it, isn't it? Personality is a big thing. You know, you you ask it. You know, is it something that's taught to referees on these courses? They wouldn't go into too much detail yeah. about your personality. That's that's you as a person. How you deal. Every, I mean, every player is different. Referees are different. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's about the laws of the game. You know, and knowing the laws of the game, how you manage certain situations, they'll guide you. You know, but they won't go into too much detail as to how to speak to guys. And again, that's between you and a player or a manager. If a manager and a player, you know, speaks to you and addresses you, you know, in in, in a dignified way, then the referee will, will will give that back. That's a mutual thing, really. Yeah. You know? so. And is there something like, you know, someone shouts abuse as you, and we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, on the line in Douglas Hall, someone abuses you, and you hear it, and yeah. you just kind of get. W- within yourself have you ever felt like that like you know someone I can't yeah I can't react here in this situation because I am a ref and you know I, I have a culture about myself and someone's absolutely abusing you does, does it ever get to you does it like absolutely at the end of the have day have you ever gone away from a game thinking oh my god like you know yeah absolutely look at the end of the day you know we're all human and we all have feelings and there are things directed at referees that would you know, you, you might take the heart, you know. Unfortunately, you got to, you have a game to referee, you got to put that. No, I'm not saying that they have to, they have to put up with it. I mean, you know, we've seen it. I mean, if there's a club official, you know, really, you know, giving it that to, to the referee in a pitch, you know, you go and you, you might speak to the manager and say, listen, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to, to listen to that. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to put up with that abuse. And unless it's dealt with, I'm out of here. I'm 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 going to walk. You know, so yeah. that's that's why you know, we we've seen matches abandoned because of that. And again, like there's there's probably a duty on 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 the club if that is the case. You know, you know you you see things like you know parents shouting. You know, again, like they have they have a duty there to to let the kids play football, let the referee do his job. So yeah. There I think you can tell though when when a situation gets out of hand, as in how a player talks. Like you can take a bit of, as you said, me giving you a little dig out or whatever. Yeah. But you can nearly tell with the atmosphere it, when when someone's voice goes different or when they just step out of line and it goes above the I'm getting stuck the in the referee. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I, and even co- coming from the touchline or coming from managers or people off the pitch, you have, you know fans are obviously going to shout abuse, but you can tell when when. I, I, can, I can tell anyway 
when someone says something or the atmosphere of the game changes totally. So someone says, "I'll get you in town." Good way to solve the abuse for referees. I seen. Uh, I don't know. It was a Twitter or Instagram the other day. You know the way you do the tree to line up the ref, the two linos at the start of the game. Warm it was up. like it was like in snow. The, the picture of the tree of them, like. All right. So okay. there was uh, the referee had like a machete. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That's right. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> that could yeah. be a good way of solving yeah, it. I, think. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Crazy would you? Would you said the same thing to Alan back then if, if he had a machete in his back pocket <laughs> I think on on the the first point the first question I think looking at, back at my career I think you can be cute as a player and as a manager like consistently over the season like if you're a referee I'm going to have you 10 maybe 12 games a season you're going to have the same referees who referee the same games I think if it's not I'm not trying to cheat or anything like that but I'm trying to gain uh, an advantage for myself I can be cute in the way I respect you and the way I speak to you plus I could probably get away with a few things over the season because of that rather than player like Murph back in the day he'd be smashing people and he'd get up (laughs) and he'd react to the referee he'd probably get a yellow card over the season he's making tackles and you know he's a, a, a hothead he'll probably get a lot more yellow cards I think over my career I can probably uh, count on my fingers how many yellow cards I got because I was cute I smashed people I got up I'd help them up and I'd say sorry to yeah, the ref was, you know yeah, and, and like it, it, it would I, just, I yeah. just think you can be cute sometimes the head just goes and you totally lose it but I think you can be cute and you can gain an advantage for yourself and for your team over, over the season if you're just respectful and have that kind of reputation yeah again like the one thing you're also told as a referee is is prior to any game forget what happened last week you know you might have had a hassle with a player the previous week you can't take that into a game you can't let that influence you going into a game um, you're coming at it from the side that you know you were never on a referee's radar you never really were in trouble with a referee so you felt that you could get away with those extra things again like referees are different you know you said you, you had the same referee 12 times over the course of a season um, but you know I don't think certainly my referee Jenny, I don't think I ever had any had any issues with you you know what I mean I, and listening to you talk about maybe smashing a player yeah. I don't think I think it was more players wrote to smash you more yeah, than anything else yeah, you know? yeah but I'm saying you like I'd get the benefit of the doubt I felt anyway rather than it's, it's human nature I think you say oh, I'm going to put that to bed he was he absolutely came me the last time and he he got sent off or whatever that it, that's human nature still in the back of your head that something happens that you know as much as you try and put it to bed and it doesn't roll into the next that's where I, I thought I'd get the benefit of the doubt where I could get away with possibly or you know yeah strikers pick up much cards Rob I've never gotten many no I've probably got four or five ever I'd say yeah? yeah. What about you? How you're? I see you as kind of a low cards man as well. Yeah, I think many got suspended once or twice. Missed a cup <laughs> final actually. That Did was, you? Yeah, Did one you? of the only times oh. I got suspended. That was a killer. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. 2005? Uh, seven, when we won it. All Longford. I wish I missed 2005. <laughs> 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 was that the year that you which, scored and you yelled? <laughs> but you know what? The ref, the ref got it right. You know? Every Made week. a big difference to me. Do you know, if you got suspended, the last card I got was in the semi final. I dragged the fella down, like, you know. Whereas if, you know, he got it right. Yeah. And, and then it was okay then <laughs> it's hard to imagine you dragging someone down really <laughs> just too nice what do you make of the strategic yellow cards like Real Madrid have done for you know, how many years Ramos and that's like, really yeah like it, that's, Ramos has kind of I suppose come to the fore when you know with these strategic cards over the last couple of years I think there was something as well a year or two ago the time wasting time one yeah, some, yeah something like that like, yeah. knowing like they, they might have had the first <laughs> leg of the game more or less wrapped up and yeah. you know what no I'll, I'll take my, my suspension for the second leg again like you, you can't you, you know you, you see something if, if there's a yellow card to be dished out it, it has to be dished out you, you can't think like this guy is deliberately trying to get booked here like if he does something then that, that warrants a yellow card. He warrants a yellow card. and It's probably retrospective then that it should be, you know, if it's that blatant, you've obviously given it the yellow card and he's suspended 
for the next game, but it should be that retrospective Get, word. Gets an extra banner. Extra yeah, banner where someone looked at it and said that, you know, how blatant is that? If you, got, like, if you got a yellow on purpose, you yeah, mean yeah, like, like yeah, even maybe, Mourinho's yeah. time at, at Madrid, there was a couple of times where it was... You should get an extra Just punishment yeah, something, yeah. subsequently. Something similar to that, actually, and it's a topic there, and it's a question about gambling now in, in football. I mean, you've gambling right down to the Monster Senior League on games, <coughs> so you're talking there's there's money for straight reds, especially in in the Irish League, the League of Ireland, yellow cards, you know, uh, corner so kicks, throws, and stuff like that. As a referee, have you stuff. have you come across it, or have you ever looked at a game and seen? That's a bit dodgy there. Or Never. Um, the, the, the only time that I was ever, um, that something ever happened in that line was was going back, it was a couple of years ago, uh, League of Ireland match, I can't remember, but we had a knock on the door in the dressing room just before the game to say that there was a lot of money being, being put on this game tonight and, and um, you know, they were going to be monitoring it closely. Now, again, you know, that's something that they were just making us aware of as the match officials, but... Yeah. No, look, it, it it is it is a danger. It it it, it you know being influenced by that. It, it, there you you do see it, and I, I hear of it more and more coming into the game, gambling on on things like corners and what minute the corner would be. But you know, it's something that you know you just have to be very very careful with. Like you know, for me, it's one of those things that's going to spoil the game. Like. You know, absolutely, gambling. It's just absolutely, it's spoil yeah, absolutely, kind of yeah. ban it altogether because you're talking about trying to get a respect into the referees you know you could be in Sunday morning there the local game and all one team they have themselves backed and you're the referee and you do yeah, it's making a mockery of the game like you know is, and there's a lot of money on the game it's it's dangerous as well I think it is. It's kind, there's kind of nothing in place to stop people from doing it either No, which is the dangerous thing Yeah, like if just say your season's over you've nothing to play for and the other team is fighting relegation like, but I think if you do get caught, you're in big trouble, aren't you? Like you're you're involved in gambling on the game that you're involved in. Yeah, but that's, that's not what we're saying. Is you, is you mean? Level, if you, I, I mean, like I mean, down to like once like senior league, I don't know how okay. much it's being monitored. All right, I like, was thinking, yeah, because like League of Ireland, obviously it is. League of Ireland, yeah. Can you bet on your own team in the once senior league if you're playing in in the game? Yeah. Okay. So well, well I don't know. Probably amateur. Legally, you probably can, but there's nothing in place to stop you doing it. Like. Get someone to do it. Yeah, it's, it's not that hard. I, I suppose if you're highlighting it that much, then says the Q fella there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're if you're highlighting the the kind of betting they are even asking you the question there, Graham, it's like then you're seeing things in a game that someone makes a mistake and it's a viable mistake, and you're thinking, ah, oh, there's something dodgy with that, or keeper like there's always time in the game where a keeper can make a stupid decision or there's something happens. But if you're if you're always thinking in that, ah, oh, there's something going on here, I was betting then. You're taking out that kind of anything can happen in a football match. You know, you're you're kind of looking at it too too much. And I think. I've I've played in games though in the Munster Senior League where you hear, or so and so on the other team has them like his own team backed and he could have big money on it. Like and you're like, why are they so confident they're going to beat us? Like what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and half the time, like even going back to last year, I think one of the Waterford games was it Waterford? Waterford Limerick. Waterford yeah. Limerick. Yeah, there was like, and, and it was. It's like tips for horses. Oh, this fella knows Ruby's yeah. brother's sister, whatever. And and it, like Waterford ended up winning that game. Or like there's massive money going on Limerick, or and it's it's always the other way around. I don't know. Is it like could it be bookmakers like sticking something it's into? People yeah. off. I think Limerick were backed in. They were t- went from twenty to one into two to one or three to one that day or something crazy. And Waterford still won that game. Waterford still won the game. Yeah, yeah. So there's massive money going yeah. to the book like. Do you know, know what's happening there? Just moving back to referees, sorry, if you know it's one of the things you said there about, you know, you feel like you're getting most of the calls right, which you probably are. Are there st- statistics for the calls that refs get right? Like, so, I mean, there's so many calls they have to make during a match, right? You know, it, it's always analysed that the tight ones are always re- put on replay. But I was just thinking when you were talking, like, how many calls do you get right? Even the simple ones are, how many decisions does a referee well, have to make? Well, we're assessed on every match in the okay. League of Ireland. You have an assessor in the stands, and he'll come in after the game, and you know he'll he'll have he'll have assessed you, he'll have assessed your performance, he'll have assessed the 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 assistant referees and the fourth official. To answer your question about is there actually stats, is there numbers there? No, he Probably like not, yeah. No, he he would tell you that you had twenty four free kicks in the game. You know, um, you had twelve in the first half, you had twelve in the second half. He'd tell you yeah. who the free kicks were for. You know, the twelve for. For for St. Pat's, you would twelve for Shamrock Rovers, um. So like from a consistency point of view, okay. you know, there, there's 
you'd never you'd never really see a situation where you had 25 free kicks in a match 24 of them were St. Pat's and one of them was for Shamrock Rovers there's always a, a close number you know yeah. there's consistency there but that that's only counting the the free kick you know what I mean all yes. the ones you've left go all like the, yeah. so many decisions you're making that aren't blowing the whistle like yes like you could one shot you should give me a loan there's no way there's no way of quantifying that like do you know what I mean no for refs to get probably you know a better, better recognition. recognition all those should be kind of quantified you know in some way I think yeah again like the the we the, work the, off we, the difficult thing to do like. we work off we work off a panel of about 15 referees I think in the Premier Division in right. the League of Ireland so you have five matches every week you know so you've got four FIFA referees out of that 15 as well you know now they're obviously going to get more of the matches because you know their 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 profile the FIFA badge you know in preparation for European matches when they go away and stuff like that but we we we'd all get an equal, fairly equal amount of games over the course of the season, you know. Um, you're, you're you're obviously you're judged on your performances. We're graded after okay. every match as well. You get a report to say that you know this is your your starting point. Your mark is your is it's it's normally eight point four is 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 your benchmark, and you know you don't really go that much above it, but you can go a hell of a lot further below okay. it. You know, for things like critical incidents, getting them wrong, getting you know? critical incidents yeah, yeah. wrong, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's weighted in that way, yes, isn't it? Like absolutely, refs' performance, absolutely. Is, yeah. It's it's on yeah. the critical incidents, yeah. really. Yeah. Like, but that's know? all. That's all behind closed doors. Then you're being told by the assessor your performance, and I think adding from your point, I don't know if you're trying to say yeah. this or not, but yeah. to promote referees, it's like a keeper could have ten dodgy saves, and the next thing he pulls them out of the top corner. That's the highlight reel. Then for him, that's getting yeah, showed, exactly. it's getting promoted. Yeah, exactly. Why can't we have? like five great decisions that referees either played on or, or something mm. that promotes the kind of positivity with or a positive outlook for the referees and it's getting people looking at that saying whoa that was a good decision or so, you know just to up the, your profile that's, 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 where, that's where I always I, 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 you know watching football matches obviously as well um, you know I, I compare the, the, the unfortunate goalkeeper to the referee at times because that one mistake the goalkeeper makes will yeah. be highlighted far more than yeah. the six or seven world-class saves he's made. Like the referee, you know, he might have played three excellent advantages that led to goals, you know, but the penalty decision he gets wrong, mm. that's what he'll be, be remembered it. for. But yeah. the keepers you know? would still have that unbelievable save played over and over again. Yes. Whereas the decisions that... You, we only see the negative of the referee or that yes. bad decision or yeah, I agree. something unfortunate. Yeah. You know, yeah, whereas it's weighted too much in yeah, the yeah. negative, mm-hmm. isn't it? Just like in football in general, do you think like after a game, like the referee is kind of more or less silent? There's nothing comes out from the referee's camp out of games. No. Do you, do you think it should? Like they should go to a press conference and talk about the game or they shouldn't really? Again, you're you're governed by your association, and you know I know, yeah. The cameras are there. The reporters will report. You know, the, the commentators will will commentate. You know, um, on decisions, we can't we can't speak really. Yeah, you know, yeah. we you know we we we, we we are governed yeah, yeah. by by our participation yeah. agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as much as you know, you'd love to come out and take your own phone and say, look, this is what happened. This is what yes, you just can't no, do that. You, you're putting yourself. You, you, no. I, I think that would be a good um, a promotion of it because. There's managers are lo- are are loved all over the world. You know, you could get your refs as well. And say, do you know what? Fair play to him. He actually admitted it was a mistake. Or do you know what? He had a great game this week, and he's on uh, social media or whatever, and he's coming out there. And you know, kids look up to him. Then say, do you know, I, I want to grow up. I want to be a referee just like him. Do you know? Like See, that could be dangerous, though. Just say for the like cup semi final, yeah. And the ref comes out and says, "All right, I got that last minute penalty wrong. Sorry about that." You're always going to upset the, one, one Then the party, next, the other team is saying, oh, we want a replay. He's he's already admitted he got the decision yeah. wrong. I know, but they, that's that's where it has to change. Then yeah. it has to, it, like, look, you can come up with arguments all day long for that kind of stuff, but it's going to be a, a tough change if you did have to change it, but it will. Like, everyone's speaking about, you know, how the the referee in rugby is mic'd up and stuff and he's respected and it's a different game and they're always comparing it to it and football should go that way. There was actually a referee mic'd up uh, recently in, in Australia. League, yeah. Was, yeah, I was looking at that on social media. It looked good. I, I, you know, you didn't see it, Graham, but he was literally, they showed the highlights reel and he was mic'd up. So if you're watching it, you can hear him talking to his linesman. He's talking to the players. Um, they're judging critical moments, I suppose. 
and uh, look he got it right in these in these clips but I suppose if he got it wrong then how does he deal with that yeah. but I suppose in rugby you see them getting it wrong yeah they do get it wrong and they just they, have yeah. to continue you know uh, I haven't I haven't as you said yeah. no only when you mentioned it to me earlier Neil about the, the, the referee being mic'd up in Australia I hadn't heard of that I hadn't yeah. I've never heard of anything like that um, yes we're obviously mic'd up to each other you know it's all part of you know, I mean the game has moved on so much now that you have to be in communication with your assistants one point as well as the guy behind the goal that everyone you know exactly. claims that they don't do it's anything useless, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just stand there and they yeah, don't yeah. do anything I remember um, I think was it uh, Kalina was on Monday Night Football a few years ago and Graham Soonis was a guest on the night and he was always a bugbear of Graham Soonis, these guys behind the goal. What did they do? What did they do? And Kalina came on and he actually played a clip of a Champions League game to show basically what was going on. And the communication, I think there was a, a situation where a centre forward was being like to the camera angle. If you're looking at the game, it looks like the centre forward has been dragged to the ground and that it should be a penalty should be awarded but they went they reversed and they went to the view of the guy behind the goal and he's actually calling for a foul by the attacker because he's actually got the defender grabbed first and he's pulling him to the ground Okay. so the communication between the guy behind the goal to the referee is defensive foul defensive foul you know defensive foul is a foul to the defence and there's so much conversation going on between them you know mm. that just because he's not they're waving, waving the flag yeah. or, or running up and down and, and throwing his arms and, around And I the think maybe the mic'd up thing would actually improve the, uh, I suppose, understanding of what he's doing. Because actually when I watched this clips, I got it, like, and I watched it, it was about one minute long, but you, I never realised that you talk so kind of um, rapidly to each other about yeah, a decision yeah, in an instant, it, it, like, and you have to go straight be, over, it, yeah. It's, it's like making that decision, it's like blowing the whistle for the penalty, you don't get the chance to see it again. You have to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to, um, you have to, to, to you know, you, you have to be in agreement you know, you yeah. have to make that. You, you have to, to get to that agreement yeah. quickly. Yes, but absolutely. I think, I think the mic thing would would give an appreciation. I, I do for refs. I think it would be positive. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to see it now. Right? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to yeah. see it actually. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. could we do it on uh, Darren's fans voice TV. Yeah. 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 I think in the, in the Premier League, they're bringing it on as well. That um, retired referees are giving their views on some of the decisions afterwards, which. I, I wasn't far, but the more you listen to it and the more you see the actual referee's point of view, you think, oh yeah, I suppose you know, you're you're just seeing it as a as an as, as a, a player, player. as an attacker. Yeah, you were yeah. Say. Attacker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was looking at that and said attacker, <laughs> actual attack. But to hear in the referee's point of view of why he would have gave it or why he saw that, it kind of opened your eyes another small bit. So I think that's an added thing that the Premier League have brought in yeah, definitely Ed, I think it's Dormac Gallagher he does it every Monday morning um, he, he goes back on, on all the talking points I suppose from a referee's point of view that weekend and he, he tries to explain it as best he can or where the referee is coming from or why the referee has come to that decision why he's like like you said at the start like you know ex-referees talking about decisions it's it, some of these guys being his colleagues it, it might be a bit hard to take to hear some of the explanations that he's giving because the referee might be sitting there thinking well that's not right that's not why I that's gave not it, why I saw it that's but not still, the way I yeah. saw it but yes it, I mean they're doing their best to explain to why they possibly came to that decision yeah. and yeah because I thought it would be like no he made the right decision I thought yeah. it, he made the right decision every time but he says no he got no, that no, wrong he got yeah, that wrong so, absolutely you know. yeah and, and I, I think in fairness like you know, it's it's on the major calls again that they're 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 judging these. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the, the offside goal or the goal that was scored that was given for offside or the red card that should have been a yellow card or vice versa. These, I think, the referee himself would admit. I mean, I know I've certainly admitted when I've come into a dressing room after a game if I've gotten a decision wrong. You know, I'll admit to myself straight away like I got that wrong. It, it gets to you. You know, you 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 think like people have this thing oh the referee like sure he made a shocking call and, and it's cost someone a game and but sure he'll be out again next week you know that's that's the way it's viewed but that's not the way the referee would, would take it like you Same, know like even like from a striker if I'm going through and I could square to someone but I try and shoot so yeah, I yeah. Think, I'm thinking about that then afterwards I was like 
probably should have passed that to be fair I think like everyone involved in football like, is going home at the end of a game it's the same in any sport really isn't it like the highs are the highs and the lows are the lows like you know and the game doesn't end it, at no it like, doesn't at all. and that's why we speak about mm. like you look at footballers there who are rich and, and people say oh how could he be depressed or anything like that it is sport is like that you're on top of, of it one minute you're in your high you're winning then there's the losing and this massive downfall and it's the going home after. But I think, do you know, the, the decision, sorry, I have to go back to this, the decision, yeah. so you're, you're, you know, you're, you're judged by the critical decision, right, in a really weighted way. But I, I think the thing that would frustrate me most with a ref wouldn't be him getting wrong, the critical decision, genuinely. Okay. It, and, I, and, and this is what I'm watching it on TV. It, it's, it's the small decisions, cons- like... Being consistent? Not consistent, I was going to use that word. Reckon, getting a get a lot of wrong decisions wrong hmm. would frustrate me, and I think it's a is a worse performance than a ref who makes one critical decision wrong. Even though that's probably not how you're judged. Do you know what I mean? You're probably judged if you if you got you know a small decisions wrong um, a good few times, and you made one critical decision right. A, a ref might do better in his in his evaluation, would he? Then I, I know that's that's kind of a difficult. Question. So I, I know, you know I, what I'm saying. Yeah. So I like do. your your critical decision, it has been given the major uh, weighting, right? So you get that one decision wrong. I can deal with that as a player or as a as a, as a someone who's watching the game. But if he gets ten decisions that are Fan? small wrong, I can't deal with that. Do you know? I, and I think he should, that ref should be given a worse um, rating. On his performance, than one a ref who gets the correct decision wrong. To, to be like again, pedantic. you talk about the smaller decisions. Yeah. Um, like when you say the smaller dec- decisions, defined as a throwing wrong way or yeah, or or a few of those like or okay. few, you know what I mean. Like to be to be fair, I know ref means to do this now again. Obviously, but absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing I would say there, I mean, I'd find it hard. You know, in in all the years of either watching football, referees, or I find it hard to to pick out any game where a referee would get ten decisions wrong in a game. You okay. know what I mean? He'd really have to be yeah. off his game. You know, really, you know, somewhere else, his head is not in the game to have that to happen. Because I very rarely I've seen that happen. Um, you know, you'll get a throw in wrong here. You might get a throw in wrong there. A corner. You know, fifty mm. fifty might be a wrong call um, there's nothing worse than you know having having a great game for 85 minutes you know you're on top of things you've got everything right you know deep down like I'm having a good game let's see it out let's see it out and something happens in that last 5 minutes and all your hard work for the previous 85 minutes has gone out the window you know mm-hmm. it's the worst feeling in the world you know <laughs> like the striker who's through one on one you know to score the winning goal and he puts it over the crossbar or whatever you know that from a referee's point of view that's that's hard to take like you know you've you know, got I'm going to ask you a really difficult question here and I understand if you don't want to answer it or not, you think you know what's coming have you ever pulled out of a decision that you know right that's a penalty but I can't give it in this instance because I'm in their home pitch their home crowds here as you said it's the last minute he's coming through I've had a great game so far the line are going to kill me but if I give it here no do you know what I just leave it off the other line's softer one of you, one of you, know, are probably going to tell me I did this some <laughs> stage in my career or whatever. But it's in Hoggy's book, I think he has a book. You have a book. No, to, to be fair, like again, you, again, it's it's what defines us as referees, really making the unpopular decisions. You know, yeah. um, it it where you might not want to do it. You know, if you want to further your career, you have to make the unpopular decisions. I mean, I remember my father in 1996. It was his last game, FAI Cup final. Um, Shelburne and St. Pat's and he sent the goalkeeper off after 25 minutes I think it was yeah. you know biggest biggest day in Irish football you know keeper comes out striker goes around him to stick the ball in the net keeper takes him down he's got to go you know nobody really wants Den- it but nobody yes. really yeah, but he's yeah. denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity mm-hmm. and you know, I know my father doesn't want to do it but mm-hmm. he has to he has yeah. to do it and, and I suppose as you said that's how you kind of further that's, your career that's, that's yeah. it that's it um, like two wrongs don't make a right you've gotten a decision wrong against that team earlier in the game well, I have to even it up here no 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 absolutely not so what we're going to do now Graham, is uh, 
not often do players give referees gifts, but we're going to give you. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to give I you. I don't know. Can I accept, lads? I don't know. We're going to give yes, you a gift, to, yeah. and it's the gift Former of players, you can. Rob's weird football story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. This one is. I actually came across an article on Bleacher Report there the other day. It's just called the weirdest game in football history, and it's from the Caribbean Cup in 1994, Barbados against Grenada. <laughs> for whatever reason, whatever reason they, this tournament have based they made up kind of their own rules so no game can end in a draw even in the group stages they all go to extra time and in extra time the golden goal counts as two they've just completely made up their own rules the last group game Barbados need to win by two clear goals to go through so they're 2-1 two, two up in the last minute so they have extra time if they get an own goal. Your man turns around and buries it into his own net to force extra time. Oh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I'm reading about so that. then Granada obviously realised what they were doing. So then they tried to score an own goal. Oh my God. And Barbados are defending Granada's goal for the last couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, goes in, it goes into extra time and Barbados get the goal, the goal in goal, to win by two clear goals and go through. The, Bar- the Granada manager... So, I don't know who came up with the rules, but they should be locked in a madhouse. Our players didn't know whether to score their own goal or the other team's goal. Imagine watching that live. <laughs> so that funny. must be on like YouTube or something, is it? There's a clip of the goal, the own goal on YouTube, but I don't know if there's clip full highlights of the game because there was a link in the in the yeah. article to the goal, and your man literally just walks up he to his own keeper football and just buries bad, it like. <laughs> we were in Wilton today actually doing the football memories and there was a lot of old Cork Hibs and Cork Celtic um, players they were telling some unbelievable stories but I don't know did one of them say it was in the 50s or 60s that it wasn't away goals or um, goal difference that would win you I think it was the top four cup I don't know was it top four in the different leagues around the country or was it top four like the Sedanta Cup would have been Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland but basically if the game was a draw it would go to extra time no penalties and the team with the most corners would go through oh yeah it went through on corners yeah <laughs> the corner difference but they said <laughs> car kids were unbelievable because the two wingers were flyers like so they get yeah. a load of corners so if, if a game was deadlocked it'd I don't think that was weird, corners. weird thing. Very, we, we had spoken about, about that before about in Spain they go through on head to head or who wins the league is head to head rather than goal difference, isn't it? So I never. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that, that's true. Yeah, you know, yeah. different leagues, but I never heard of the corner thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should come up with some weird rule there for Irish <coughs> football, like, and, you know, kind of promote it around the world like that. Some fella will have a podcast in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> every, every match should have Darren Murphy. Every match should have a penalty shootout at the end. No matter Darren what scores. Darren <laughs> Every match should have a penalty shootout at the end. No matter what the score is. And if it's a draw, then on points, it comes down to the penalty shootout results. Oh, you got you have to record them and that. Yeah, Rob's random rules. We just call it. <laughs> I'd be against that, Rob. Can't be a good penalty shootout. I think you could, def- you could yeah, definitely yeah. use it in tournament like World Cups and Euros. Oh yeah, because there's been teams sent through on the flip of a coin. Rather than before, that, like. that's a good point. Like you come back to the penalties. Yeah. yeah. What about um, last week about the science? We were on about and I saw that. Yeah, did I you see it? it? I saw it on Facebook. So today, we were yeah. talking about uh, cloning and kind of DNA <laughs> and stuff like that. We went into you know sometimes we give a bit of a kind of science lesson <laughs> on the show. Oh, oh, excuse me. It escalated quickly within three minutes. Darren was having Cristiano Ronaldo's kid, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what we were speaking about was cloning and DNA, and basically on social media, there were scientists saying that they can clone Messi. No, well, whether they can do it or not is another thing. But they were claiming that with today's technology that they could make a clone of Messi. So mm. there you go, lads. Interesting. Another podcast. Strange world we're living in today, yeah. lads. That's all it's uh, <laughs> strange. Give me, give, me, give me back the 90s. Give me back the 90s. I don't think you could clone his talent, though. Just because someone is the same height and weight and muscle build as Messi doesn't mean they're going to be as good True. as him. Like. And that's the kind of trouble that they'll run into. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I suppose, you'll be buying like... Messi's <laughs> Messi's left foot Messi's left foot yeah 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 Messi's Messi's jumble tail yeah <laughs> and Messi had growth hormones as well didn't he when he was growing up he did yeah. he took growth hormones so you know have what? to take them as well just one thing on your kind of Ronaldo <laughs> take last week we were, we were discussing who's better Messi or Ronaldo and kind of John was saying Ronaldo does a lot of hard work Messi has done serious amount of work in his career as well 
just to put it out there. He has done your research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done my research. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I was never doubting that, but yeah. I, I was just saying that because a lot of people do. No, you're not the only one. A lot of people think Messi just turns up, you know, and just does what he does, and then you see all the stuff Ronaldo does, but it's just not out there what Messi done. Like he struggled massively with injuries when he first came to Barcelona, and like the amount of work, extra work that he had to do to get him to where he is now, you know, it's just something to be admired as well. I think they're both. Look, I'm I'm no expert, you know. I mean. I just think they're both unbelievable players in their own right. Uh, the one thing I'd say is that looking at Ronaldo, I mean, he's he's done it in England, he's done it in Spain, he's doing it in Italy now. Um, Messi has done it with Barcelona. I, I just wonder what he'd be like take him out of that Barcelona team, put him put him in Man City, put him in Juventus. Like you know, would he be as good? Because doesn't seem to have. Sometimes he struggles with Argentina. Exactly. It's the, yeah. it's the players yeah, yeah. he's playing with, and you yeah. just know him so well yeah. that. Yeah. I still just absolutely love watching him though. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, oh, unbelievable. Like, if I, if, unbelievable. If I, could, if I could watch one of them play a game, I'd take Messi all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visually, like, it's, yeah. yeah. Looking back even on, on Ronaldo's, uh, you look back on, on some of the YouTube videos when he played for United, his pace, you know, obviously he adjusted his game as he got older, you know, became more of a centre forward from that. A pacey winger, but just the pace that he had back yeah. then was frightening. Mm. I actually saw a little clip there today. Ronaldo, he was doing, he was out in the, the the wing, and he was doing like step overs to. I think it was a West Ham defender. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, actually, he, yeah. That was that was Arsenal, I think. Did about like seven or eight yeah. seconds of step overs to him, and then he just turned around. Your man just kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll happen. Surely he should have kicked him a lot sooner, really. <laughs> Even Do you remember Messi scored a hat trick the other night. Did oh, you see the, the, the third goal the for it? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like against Betis. Yeah. You'd hardly see Messi celebrate, and he was laughing at that. Like when he <laughs> yes. was, yeah. he enjoyed yeah. that one. Uh, John O'Shea, did you see his debut for United in, in Europe? He he it was against not Meg Figo. No, well, I could be wrong now, right? But I, Ronaldo was playing, and he marked Ronaldo. This is the pre-season game. Yeah. This is what prompted United to yeah. sign him. I think. So yeah. I, I was watching that, right? Uh, I don't know. I just Sporting came Lisbon, across yeah. it. I played with John O'Shea underage, like he was sixteen, I was eighteen, some monster schools thing, right? And I was bigging him up to all the lads. He's bloody brilliant, this fella, right? <laughs> Next thing he's on TV and he's getting destroyed. <laughs> 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 thinking, you know, then he turned out to be Ronaldo. Like, like, yeah, my God, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> they were actually begging Ferguson on the plane on the it's way home. Apparently, right? so yeah. yeah, but he had it all done. But that just shows you what what a good player he is. Oh, really? An opposition player who he just rinsed. Actually, that's, that's something that not spoke about in football as well, and we probably wouldn't experience it that much. A lot of clubs now they they would be going to the manager. We need to sign him. Have you experienced that in your yeah, dressing yeah. room? I was never at Cork City or Cove Ramblers doing it or. Did you ever kind of uh, Cork City or Neil? Did you or yeah, maybe. Turn maybe. around and say we need to sign him. Uh, maybe in the earlier days, yeah, guys from is it Jimmy Mulligan. Do you remember Jimmy Mulligan played Cork City? He was playing for the Harps, I think, and uh, he was a striker from Dublin. And Liam Murphy was manager at the time, and he just he got a, I don't know he got a hat trick against or something. And um, next thing he we played just, for Cork, didn't he? He did. We signed. Yeah. Him. He didn't do great, but it's going to be him. He's a good player, like. Yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, small for leaves. Sent forward, I remember. Yeah. That's just come to mind. So, have we more questions from the fans on Instagram? Yeah, there's a question came in there. What would our, not to bring the mood down a small bit, biggest regrets in football be? Mine would probably be 2005 when we won the league and we were in the cup final and not doing the double, I think. Just the way it went, yeah. Known same, the same thing. Just the high of the <laughs> of winning the league last night of the shed, and then I think how many weeks did we have? Do we, two, was it two, two or three? I don't know what yeah. it was anyway, but we were on a high all that time. We were winning the cup; it didn't matter. We were having our we held off the party, the open top bus till after the the cup final. We stayed in the same hotel that the fans stayed in. It was like. They gave us, yeah. we were high-fiving fans on the way out, that was it. And then it came to the game and it was such a disaster. Yeah. And then it just killed the mood. Even though we'd won the league for the first time in I don't know how long, it just, it wasn't the same. Like I think that was a massive regret. If we won that, doing the double and coming back, it would have been yeah. extra special, like, wouldn't it? I'd say mine, when I, was, when I was about 15, I'd say, I went to an open trial in Luton. 
last year. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he's growing a beard, but he's growing a beard. <laughs> you can, like, this was like now the auditions of the X Factor some of the fellas at this thing like and Simon <laughs> <laughs> don't start them don't start them some <laughs> you queuing yeah. queue me up there yeah. yeah some fellas now ne- like look like they never kicked the ball before in their lives at this trial Chris Eubank was there was he played <laughs> play, played, it, played it did really well I was against nobody like it was easy basically and they asked me to come back over but like it was kind of pay your own hotel pay your own flights pay, all, pay everything yourself and we'll give you another trial. But then Cork City came in and asked me to sign under 19. So I just did that. But I kind of always think back, like if I had gone back over and kind of backed myself a bit more. Would you play in England? Ra- yeah, rather than go for the short thing with Cork City, just take a chance, I suppose. That's just one thing I think yeah. about sometimes. No regrets, have no regrets. Everything happens for a reason. Can we ask a ref that you question? You mightn't have been yeah. on the F- I know, TV it mightn't be from wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> over. I like, we're probably better off as not, actually. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to get you out of that corner. <laughs> um, no, I, I suppose, like, when you, when, when a lot of lads, back when we started off, like, when we first came onto the League of Ireland panel, you, um, you, you started as an assistant referee. You know, that's, you, you normally you start as an assistant referee in the first division all depending on how that goes, you get moved up to the Premier Division as an assistant referee. And then kind of after that two seasons, you got to make a choice. I remember being nominated for an assistant referee's FIFA badge. But you're kind of, that's the pathway you're choosing then, like, you know, you're going to be an assistant referee. Um, So, like, I was thinking at the time, like, should I, shouldn't I? But I got into this to become a referee, you know, not to be an assistant referee. So, um, yeah, how about you, managers? No regrets, Hog. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> leave, it, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Do you regret uh, threatening Alan Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> I regretted that straight after the game, yeah. Did Alan move to America like that week after that? That's serious. The thing is, I get, I get on really well with Alan now, but uh, yeah, it's just stupid. Look, these things happen. Hindsight's a great thing, Amar. Yeah. The next one was about the uh, League of Ireland fixture congestion because the games being called off with the internationals, there's going to be like seven games for every team in April or something like that. And a lot of the managers are not happy about it. Yeah, it's a lot of games we playing. Um, I saw Stephen did Kenny. did out? <laughs> someone put up on Twitter, and I thought, in fairness, Stephen Kenny was being like natural in his response, saying, look, just meet the challenge that you're, you're faced with. And then someone, I think it was uh, John O'Sullivan said, yeah, you weren't saying that when you were manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. It does. Just, change, just yeah, yeah. wherever you're sitting. Like in fairness, if you were Ireland manager right now, what way would you play? Would you set out like you know Mick McCarthy's obviously set out to my teams are hard to beat or whatever reason. Worst Korean, like Alan Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Schwarzenegger's <laughs> <laughs> here with us. <laughs> These goggles do nothing. I tried, I tried. But yeah, he's so he's saying basically his teams are hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> so he's obviously setting up to defend. Like, you know what? Would you would you be an Ireland manager? Would you just say like, look, we've got a talent pool here now and kind of go for it? And you know, I think McCarthy plays a bit though, doesn't he? His teams play a bit. The kind, the I think personnel in the Ireland team. A lot of them play 3-5-2 with their clubs. Like uh, John Egan at Sheffield United, Matt Doherty at Wolves. He's obviously, he's probably going to be in the Premier League team of the year this year. So like, I think we should play to the strengths of our better players, basically. Because probably lack goals, so play two up front to have more chance of scoring rather than having Shane Long isolated like it was under Martin O'Neill for a lot. Yeah. Be interesting to see if they do change that much, you know, because I suppose they would have played four three three under Martin yeah. O'Neill and Keane, and it wasn't four three three. It was four five one. Yeah, four five one, and even at that, it was nearly seven <laughs> or eight at the back there. It's times like you know. So, did you see the Champions League Real Madrid Ajax game where? There was a stoppage of I think it was three or four minutes. Was it? Yeah, three three minutes yeah. forty seconds. But mm-hmm. they this is the boat that it was three different things. The ball out of out of play, yeah, and out, out of play. play. Then yeah. it was a handball, and then may, maybe an offside. So it was three different things. But they didn't get to see one of the angles where the ball was actually out. So it was it was a throw in. 
So for three minutes, whatever, three and a half minutes. Yeah, I remember the goal stood, but it, they shouldn't. They shouldn't really be checking those kind of decisions. If the ball is that, if it's millimeters, if it's going to throw or not. Yeah. Yeah. Again, What's again, like they, they, they debated agreed. about that on the night. You know, like you know, the linesman or the assistant referee is there, hey. and uh, yeah, there you go, John. The assistant referee is there, and and he has to be trusted with is the ball out of play or not. Now again. I mean, if if the ball is out of play and it's deemed out of play, like the ball is, like the game has to be stopped, yeah. you know. So if if a goal or a critical decision, you know, then comes from the ball being out being of play, out, which it yeah. should have been, they'll have to go back and look at it. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying that it'll take three, four, five minutes. You know, that's obviously a work in progress, and they're going to be faced with new challenges, and in every game, something will happen in a game out of the ordinary. Yeah. And they're going to be faced with a challenge it's that how are we going to get around this or yeah. how are we going to make this quicker? You know, but, but by having this technology, they still got the decision wrong, even though it was three and a half minutes. That's what I'm saying. I'm but saying it's probably early days. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I'm saying you like the the, the referee's assistant that may, doesn't see it going out, and then the goal is given, but he didn't see it. We looked at VAR; it was out, but they didn't it, see it, it, it in actually, an angle. It it, it looked. I remember seeing it, it, it did out, like, look but like it's out, but as you said, they didn't have that specific, like we say, goal line technology yeah. where it looks right down to see if that is actually over the line or not. No, they haven't. You know, but yeah. it's far only call for when the ball's out of play. Like, can they like say a penalty decision? Say, and the ball's still in play. Can can the referee pull the game and and go to VAR with it, or does it have to wait till it goes out of play? I think you can call it. I think I saw a game where it was called like while the game you was going get on. Probably something in the ear where you could yeah just blows there, there, up yeah. again. Like yeah, you're, yeah. You're, so you can just stop. You're, you're mic'd up. You're mic'd yeah. up, and and you will yeah. be told by the the video assistant referee that you'll need to go back and you need yeah. to look at this incident. Right. You know, um, but I think the, the the thing is right. Fire isn't going to make anything perfect. Like you know what I mean? It's an it's I a tool. It protects the referee. They, they only use yeah. it. That, that's why they couldn't change that. They only they can only change a decision if it's a clear error. Right. So yeah. if that tiny of a difference, minute amount, they yeah. can't say, oh, he definitely got that wrong or he definitely yeah. got it right. So but they can't just go what he got, what I he think, thought. To think that by VAR coming in that every uh, decision is going to be 100% right isn't going to be the case either, do you know? Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, remember Darren Ben's goal where he's hit the ball, it's hit a beach ball and it's going to... Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that yeah. goal? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like moments like that are going to be taken out by VAR, you know, of the... like. Well, certainly, the Sunday newspapers won't have much to talk about referees on here. That's <laughs> yeah, for I know, sure. but it does. <laughs> it know? does definitely protect the referee, as you say. Yeah. There's not that much said about the decision. It's kind of yeah. taken out of your hands. And that's and probably yeah. a good thing overall. Yeah, like, yeah, But it might be taking away a bit of the. Yes, there's there's the foreign against it. Yeah. Like from a refereeing point of view, it's it's certainly a help. You know, there's no doubt about it itself. For the the the, the diehard football fan, you know, I mean, listen to John Matson there last week on on. on on talk sport and, and he's totally against it you know he, he's like look you know leave football the way it is you know I mean referees make mistakes yeah. players make mistakes goalkeepers make mistakes it's human error look you know I'm I'm, I'm old school I, I want to see the game I don't, there's but too I many changes there, but I think there'll still be mistakes do you know what I mean even with VAR yeah. so like it's yeah. not as if yeah. VAR comes in and there's no I, yeah. think, eventually, I think eventually like, they'll, it'll get they'll smaller have, like, and they'll smaller have, like, they'll have a couple of drones up and they'll have the balls yeah. uh, sensor uh, that's like what that. I was thinking that's, that's, what, that's what it'll eventually left leg hanging off the drone <laughs> left leg all drones robots <laughs> it'll be robots you'll be sitting you'll be sitting down on your computer and it'll be like FIFA live FIFA yeah. everyone will have a controller in the, in the, in the audience and you're just belting away you have a player then but even even in rugby we like people keep comparing, like you know, the the um, the, the video referee in, in in rugby. You know, they talk about football and comparing the the, the referees. Even the the, the the TMO, they get this. You know, they do. There's still debates after that. Like you know, did he ground it? I mean, there was a yeah. try I think scored in the. Um, I think was it the one? I can't remember what game it was, but I think it was Ireland and France. Actually, France's last try. And all you can see is bodies. You can't actually. There's no. There's no clear defining picture of the the the, the ball being grounded, and you know, the, it was it was it, the try was given because it's more than likely it, it was grounded, likely, which is you know? what you probably have to come to at the exactly end, more likely than not. Yeah, I think the difference with rugby and soccer is the respect that the refs get. I think that's why the comparison comes. Can we get to that yeah. level where 
that we kind hope of so. respect. Yeah, we we'd like to see it. Um, but again, it's it's you're you're talking two different sports. It's the culture of, yeah, of either. Uh, right? uh, yeah, you're getting an advantage. Absolutely, you're crowding around a ref yes. in a soccer match, and that's yeah, that that's allowed to go on. Yeah, absolutely. In rugby, they nip that in the bud straight away. So I, I'd love to. See, I'd, I'd love to see the day that that <laughs> rugby referee or football referee can have that respect on, on the yeah. field but in fairness I think, actually, I, I think I think I think and again Darren, just, for <laughs> just from my just from my experiences in, in, in the League of Ireland over the last few years as well like there, there's I, I, I certainly see that there is more respect from right. from players towards towards the referees you know um, and, and, and managers are like I, I do to be fair I do I think there's there's there is more there, there is more respect coming like you know um, well, that's great to hear and Fans Voice TV advice to young fellas respect the referee Graham last bit of advice you want to give to promote refereeing we need we need referees guys you know we we, we like to see more and more um, younger people take it up you know people when they come to the end of their footballing careers I would um, you know you've been asking lots of questions here tonight how do certain things how do certain things get involved yourselves you know do a beginner's course you know you might like it and again there's world of opportunity to go forward with uh, Graham thanks very much for being on the show thanks a million lads thanks thanks, thanks for being on the show Neil Horgan thanks Darren thanks for being on the show John O'Flynn thanks, thanks for being on the show Rob thanks, Leanne Darren. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Darren Murphy <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, episode 10 thanks very much for listening again if you can share it with your friends uh, retweet share on Facebook uh, listen on whatever podcast you can tell blow it up Murph Thanks, Graham. It was very good last year. Thanks, appreciate it.